morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. This is a White Rose Transmission and Jasmine Tea. It's a time for sharing divine feminine wisdom, messages, musings that come through me, Dr. Cheryl Berry. It's how I'm being guided at this time to share acquired wisdom through my human journey, as well as divine wisdom that flows through me from my higher self and my guidance team. It's really a time to come into sacred space as sacred sisters and sacred brothers, to be inspired and to reignite your own divine feminine wisdom, your intuition, which we all have, whether we're male or female. So may this serve you under the law of grace in your highest and best, bringing forth God's love and divine truth for, for your journey. Blessed be. So today is a special day, and I want to thank my beautiful friend and sacred sister, Julie Sherwood. She is coming on um, for one of our White Rose Transmission Jasmine Tea. And this is really um, an opportunity for us to come together in sacred space and for, for Julie to share her, her divine wisdom, her soul journey, her human journey. Um, as we've talked about this, it's really about being in the heart every step and you know following our heart following the stars because she has many gifts um from being a wellness coach an astrologer reiki master and um how she blends all that but also just um how her journey has really been this is what i have to say because this came earlier today <laughs> I just remembered, it's like, you know, I, I don't ask people to do anything that I haven't done. Mm -hmm. And usually I don't even refer them to people I haven't gone to. But if, if for some reason I do refer somebody to somebody I haven't, you know, actually experienced, I let them know. Mm -hmm. But I really feel that, and, and you can correct me, but I feel that you have really stepped into that place of following your heart mm -hmm. following the stars like you've had to walk that and really live it and own it so when you when you come to the table if you will you come to this sacred space with your clients you've been there mm -hmm. it's <laughs> this isn't like you know I, i've just read some books or whatever no i've done it mm -hmm. and i'm not going to ask you to do anything that i wouldn't have already experienced and that's why i feel like the real wisdom the real wisdom and jewels come in yeah um but i also want to say <laughs> as an intro for you that we met is it four years ago no it's been longer than that believe it or not i've been here in arizona for two years almost so it's probably more like five or six okay so i don't know <laughs> we've talked to to our other friend julie Mm -hmm. that we've gone to that a crystal show yes okay so it was like oh my gosh it's like an anniversary 
of us returning to the crystal show where I met you and we did kind of a, a crystal progressive, you know, like progressive dinners. We, we, went, to like, we went to like three different places that day. Mm-hmm. And um, I just want to thank you. Sorry, I'm going to get emotional. Um, I want to thank you for being so much a part of my journey. And, um, you know, trusting. Because you came to the, the workshop mm-hmm. and you came to the meditations. And um, I just want to say how, um, how, how valuable it is as sisters that we support each other. Yes. So you have supported me in so many ways. And so today I want to support you in shining your, your God spark. <laughs> and um, so with that, where would you like to start, Julie? There's a lot. There really is. Um, so a lot of what uh, came to my mind as I was contemplating how this might unfold is you know, life really is a journey of change. It's a, a journey of exploration, discovering ourselves in this process. And um, as we talked off camera before, you know, I drew this beautiful card about change. And <laughs> reflecting on my own journey over the last five, six years, it, it literally has been a journey of incredible change. Um, leaving a long-term relationship, discovering myself in that process. Um, leaving a home I knew for 34 years up in the Seattle area and moving to south of Tucson. I never would have pictured myself in a desert um, and knowing only two people before I even moved. Um, But that goes right back to what we were talking about in terms of the heart center. And I really listened to where my heart needed to be. There were a lot of expectations in terms of what others expected of me, um, what programming, if you will, that I had put upon me as to where I needed to be. But I felt this real pull that I needed to be somewhere um, where I had sunshine and warmth. I noticed that that really tied into my energies, where I could find community, where we were connected in the heart. Um, And... I took some time to really explore that. And that was when the world shut down in 2020. So navigating that by listening to that internal heart voice, despite all of the structures around me that really might have impeded my process was important. And then how do the stars play into this? Um, The work that I do, uh, in the astrology work is called true sidereal or constellational astrology. Uh, And without getting in too much of the weeds that how that compares to tropical Western traditional astrology is the work that I do actually uses the stars as they are in the sky in their natural state versus creating a structure that is um, defined in a way that makes it a little easier in terms of 12 signs, all 30 degrees. The math is really pretty and nice and easy. I use the stars as they were given to us by our creator. And in looking at how the stars aligned for me, they aligned in a way that my change had to come because the stars were also 
knocking on my heart's door. And <laughs> it, it really was listening to that energy, listening to that, that, that nudge in a way where it really did become something I had to do. It was, there was no question anymore. So that was really important. And yeah, go ahead. Can I interject something? Only yes, because um, you mentioned this, you know, what other people, um, I think there's this place of our, whether it could be our family, mm-hmm. friends, but also the culture. Yeah. You know, this, this can play into our choices because there may be beliefs or values, which may not necessarily align with us at this, but they've been put upon us, yes. you know, we've been raised in that container and, mm-hmm. and breaking free of that is not necessarily easy. No. It's not easy to, to, because it puts us in that mind, in the mind, I, I believe in the mind realm and the mental realm versus in the heart. And so you really had to dive and navigate. And um, plus, as you just mentioned with the stars, the true, the true sky is different than what traditional, traditional. Mm -hmm. So, so if you're following an astrological traditional, it's saying one thing, if you're looking at the other. So it's almost like you could be caught in a place of um, just different information that isn't truly bringing into alignment. Yes. Yes. And, and that's not to disparage the, the Western astrology. It has its place, but there was a great analogy that one of my uh, fellow astrologers uh, that practices the same astrology I do said, one of them is more the, the physical societal construct, tropical, Western, traditional, whereas the true sidereal constellational is spiritually oriented because you are connecting to the stars as the creator put them in the sky. So it, it and that makes I sense. love that. Yeah. And it, again, it's not to dismiss if that works for you, great. Right. But if you want to align with what your blueprint is really asking of you from that heart space, from that spiritual alignment space, it really is important to look at how the stars were on the day you were born and how to work with that as opposed to pushing against it all the time, you know. And I think some of us have probably experienced, why do I keep getting called in this direction when I keep going, no, no, no. And, and listening to that calling is that resistance because society programming, expectation programming is having you resist, um, you know, and you really don't know how to work with what your blueprint has told you. So that's the work I'll do is I'll take a look at your chart and I'll go, do you realize that you have an evolutionary access and a sole purpose to align with teaching, for example? And somebody may have gone, yeah, I've always really had a great time trying to show people how to do things, but I never saw it as my purpose. And when you actually validate that for somebody, then that opens up a whole new world of, of contemplation where you go, wait a minute, that's what I am supposed to be doing. No wonder I feel so comfortable with it, satisfied with it, in alignment with it. It's because I'm what I'm supposed to do. Right. It's, um, so is that considered the North Node? Well, the North Node and the South Node axes. 
So again, not to get too much into the weeds, but they it, the nodes have to do with the path that the Earth and the um, Moon make around the Sun and how their orbits cross each other. And where they cross is because we have circles, they cross at two points, the North Node and the South Node. The North Node is simply speaking, what we are here to work toward. This is our life lesson in this embodiment of this life. The South Node is our karmic past, what we've come from, what we're already familiar with. However, in this evolutionary journey, it's not to say we leave that behind and go only toward that. It's, it's an infinite journey between the two of them. You can't move forward without bringing what you have in your um, arsenal to go forward. So for me, for example, I have a south node in Sagittarius, north node in, in Gemini. What that axis is asking me is, it says you come from a journey of truth-seeking, Sagittarius, truth-seeking, higher philosophical learning, um, belief systems, that kind of thing. And in other words, context. Gemini is content. How do I get the information? How do I gather just the minutia, the details stuff? But what we want to do is alchemize the content of Gemini with the context of Sagittarius to become in the place of wisdom. So this is how they work together. So that's that's a, an example of a nodal journey. So having somebody understand that has that access. So now how do I take that information and put it into my sole purpose and in doing what I want to do that's heart-centered, soul purpose driven, and also be that earthly member of society that puts the roof over my head. You know, we have to bring them all together. That, that is the quest. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so that never changes. Your south no. node, north node never change. For the so, birth chart, right. For the birth chart. Right. But it could change like in a year, like, a, like it could have a different, like if you were to do, do you do like a, yearly or monthly or is it always just a I mean I don't know yeah I do I can do birth charts I can do uh transits for a period of time um so if somebody wanted to know so we have the birth chart is like a snapshot of the sky the moment date time location you were born it's like somebody took a photograph and that captured the essence of the sky in that moment but of course these are moving bodies so they transit and they move so what we can look at is how the moving bodies talk to the snapshot that is you. So how do I manage the energies that are coming in from the moving bodies with the structure that I have? So metaphorically, let's say physically, I'm made up in a way where I can't tolerate cold very well. So when I have cold weather coming into the body that can't tolerate it, I have to understand that energy as it comes in. So it's the same idea. If you were born with a snapshot of uh, a generous heart because you have Leo in your chart and some planet comes into that generous heart where maybe you feel restricted, that's the kind of thing I can talk to you about is how are the moving energies coming into your structure? So going back to the nodal question, we have what's called nodal return. So when the nodes move around in the sky and they realign with where yours is in your birth chart, there's a certain ask that comes with that energy. Have you been able to 
align with your evolutionary soul purpose because now they're the the transiting one is hitting your static birth chart saying julie are you really looking at that gemini north node are you embodying that path because now it's knocking on the door where i can't ignore it the energy is almost doubled if you will so that's one way to look at it and and the other thing about the transits is it's a collective energy too because it affects everybody because everybody's experiencing the transits every day and then it's a matter of how do i experience it personally against my own chart so and it can get very complex <laughs> uh, yeah i can i sense that already yeah. do you um just for your own personal do you do you look at that every day for you um you know it's it's interesting because there is a gal that's in the community that i practice in she actually does daily transits for for the collective and then sometimes if there's something that's triggering, I'll go, hmm, how is that affecting my chart? Or if there's a specific event, like we just had a lunar eclipse on November 8th, absolutely, I want to see how that affects my chart personally. Um, and others, my clients can ask for that. Or if they have a special event, like a wedding coming up, can you look at what's going on in the sky if we pick X date in 2023? So we can look at it that way. Or business questions. So we can do that too. So um, you do this now for people one-on-one. -on -one. Yes, <laughs> and. <laughs> and and do, you do this as a collective sharing yet? I have a little group here locally in the community. Um, we meet once a week and, and we talk about the what's going on in the sky or ask questions like maybe a topic like eclipses might come up or nodes. You know, whatever it's very organic but where it's it's interesting because we've been talking about creativity and and the heart spark um i had two sparks happen just in the last couple of days one of which was um people really want to know more about this they really want to know not just how does my chart work how can i do this for myself and so i'm exploring the idea of doing an astrology 101 teaching, you know, understanding the sun, the moon, the your mm -hmm. ascending, and then how to read a basic chart for yourself and, and how to put right. this in your own personal toolbox in a very simplified way. Certainly, if you want more expert, complex, in-depth questions answered, certainly you'd want to go to somebody that does that for, for work, but just on a daily basis or on a, an event basis, how can I bring this in and use this energy in a way that I can flow with it as opposed to pushing against it. So that's one piece. And then the other piece that came in was um, I was in a, uh, I'm in our chamber of commerce here and we do business meetings once a month just to kind of see uh, different ways that we can work within our businesses. And there was a quote that came up um, through uh, a gentleman uh, named Stephen Covey who does business writings. And, and I'm, I'm not going to get the quote exactly, but the gist of it is if you put your ladder against the wrong building, you're climbing up the wrong purpose. And so I thought, oh my goodness, how can I help people understand where to put their ladder? So they're not spending all this time climbing up the building and they get to the top and they go, no, that's not the building I want. And it, and it goes to that heart. What is my deep purpose? Where can I put the ladder so that I'm climbing in a way that 
fits who I am. Right. So, so <laughs> I know lots of questions. <laughs> so um, maybe you don't know the answer yet. So do you foresee this as like a in-person teaching, um, something you're going to offer where people sign up and do an exchange for a class with you on line or do you have you gotten that far yet on what is what are what and you may not want to say it's okay because i think sometimes it's you know things are in gestation or they're percolating and we don't want to say too much yet but i'm just curious <laughs> well you know and, and it's funny because right now the moon is leaving leo and that's the creative energy so um from the emotional deep place and, you know, I really envision a couple of opportunities there with the astrology 101 concept. I mean, certainly there's opportunity to do it in a, in a in-person setting. I have a, a community group here. I've had a couple people privately in the group reach out to me saying, I'm lost in the group. Can I talk to you one-on-one? -on -one? So there's opportunity there. But also in our cyber world that we, some of us have been thrown into very abruptly in the last couple of years, others are a little more uh, in tune with it from past experience, but I'm finding that a lot of people also and or want the opportunity to learn at their own pace. So the idea would be perhaps to do, um, you know, small teaching modules where I could work with them one-on-one -on -one, uh, live or introduce it and just say, here's a series of modules that you can do at your own pace. And then perhaps we can connect personally if you find the need. So uh, like a subscription base or a course or something like that. So that I'm still kind of gestating on as to what might be um, easier for people to access the information in a way that works for them. Um, but also what really enlivens your own heart. Yes. yes. And I love the teaching. I, I mean, that is the Gemini North node is also teaching, taking that content and helping others understand it. Um, so, you know, having that, that path open up for me in a way that I feel I'm in my heart center and connecting with others to find their heart center really is truly what I'm here to do. So, and I believe well, that. Yeah. And that question came up, you know, I received the, the question, you know, what do you desire to create? I mean, so this is like really in the field right now. This is in, in the cosmic realm for us to really explore mm -hmm. from, I, I believe it's from the purity of our heart, the clarity of our vision and holding our own sovereignty and, yeah. um, and really letting go of, of the ego, letting go of um, what others or what society might be wanting yeah. to, or you know, what we've been led to believe is what we're supposed to do. So, and, and that's exactly it. It's, and what's really interesting is, is in the constellational astrology, the transiting nodes are right now on the axis of Aries and Libra. And what that is, Aries is very much the self, the ego, the one, me. It's that, that masculine Mars energy, whereas Libra is the other side of the coin, the other. How do I interact with others, interdependent with others? And the North Node being in that Aries axis is saying, how do you step into the self? 
but yet bring forward what you've learned in the past in being in relationship with other. But it is really time for us to step into that sovereign self in balance with other. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because we're here to co-create with each other. Mm -hmm. And I believe the beauty of it is when we, we glean the, um, you know, cause this is harvest time. So mm-hmm. you know, if we, we've actually gleaned all the bounty, um, although there continues mm-hmm. <laughs> as we go through life, but as we continue to glean that, um, whether it's the pearls of wisdom or the bounty, the fruits of our labor, our experience, we are getting to, um, to put that into a new creation. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. It's like, now is the time to to really look look at everything and then bring it forth into something more beautiful <laughs> than it has been and potentially more in, in divine alignment with our own soul our own purpose and what the cosmos yes the stars are inviting us to do mm-hmm. um this is uh, so I want to ask another question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if you feel it. So I remember you saying um, when you were visiting and making a determination of whether you were going to go to Arizona, you know, mm-hmm. you were, you were really, there was like this pull. Mm-hmm. And do you feel like you want to elaborate that on that? How much of that was just simply the heart expectation as well as the star. I mean, what all were you actually, um, cause I feel like this is like a, 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 a precipice, if you will, or a point, it was a point of, <laughs> I mean, they're going to do this. Or I'm going to do that. I mean, it was like that point of decision and choice. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm just curious if, I mean, do you feel like you want to share a little bit about sure. that? Because I feel it's, I just feel like it really anchors in, um, and was like a springboard for you. Yeah. So. Oh, no question. No question in my mind. And, you know, it was, it, it, and this will dovetail onto it in the answering of the question is when we were talking about st- stepping into the self, stepping into the sovereign self, I have this metaphor of, you know, we, if we all play the note we are meant to play, then the collective is in harmony. And we really have to step into that note that comes from that heart, that comes from that soul. And if each and every one of us do that, we have this beautiful harmonious symphony rather than this discordant chord. And so in in bringing that in, when I knew at the time that the self-reflection told me I can't be in the location I was anymore, a lot of it had to do with the, the energy and the feeling of just being discordant. It really did. Not, I loved my home in Seattle for 34 years. It served its purpose, but the time there was done. And I also really tuned into how my body and my spirit responded energetically at certain, you know, um, points of the year, sunshine versus no sunshine. And I really knew that I needed to be in sunshine and warmth. It was like, I, you plug me into the wall if I have sunshine and warmth. I was also born in the summer at high noon. So that kind of goes with the stars, you know, it's really where my energy does come from. 
So in determining, you know, that that was really important to me, I, I kind of looked at this part of the country and um, just explored some other practical options like, you know, expenses and, you know, so forth and so on. So when I made the decision to come down to Arizona to explore opportunities down here, it was very interesting because I told myself, I'm going to listen to my heart as to if I'm supposed to be there and if so, where I'm supposed to be. And the practical stuff will, will resolve itself, you know. So when I did come down, um, I stayed in uh, between, I knew I was going to be between like Phoenix and Tucson, you know, that area, because much further north you start getting into winter. And I knew that was out of, uh, off the table. Um, so when I, I landed in the place that I kind of had, had as my central point, it was very dusty and, and not a lot of trees and things. And I immediately knew right away, right in my heart, I went, nope, this doesn't work. So when I went north, it was very interesting. This really goes right into trusting the heart and your intuition. I started driving north of Phoenix and I was going to go just a little bit further north of there. And ironically, that was a weekend day and there was tons of traffic. And it was the hottest day on record. <laughs> so it was like 120 degrees. Oh my gosh. Oh. And, and I was a little nervous about it. Thought, you know, I have plenty of water in the car, but I'm in this desert somewhere. I, I felt really unsettled. So as I was going forward and it kept taking longer and longer to get up the, up the river, so to speak, I really tuned in and I asked myself from the heart, am I supposed to continue this journey? going in this direction? And the immediate answer was no, absolutely not. So I went, took the next exit, got off the road. I actually stopped in a little shop where I met a lovely woman there who had some beautiful uh, crystals and other little gifts I could take home to some friends. And I turned around and went back. The next day I came down to the area where I am now. And when I drove down the one street that was lined with these beautiful pecan trees and the sunshine and the warmth, I knew in that moment that this was where I was going to end up. And I hadn't even explored the homes or the community or anything. I just knew. And I just kept open to that. And I thought, this is where I'm supposed to be. And so even though the, the journey from that point to the day I actually moved into my home was a tumultuous journey during a pandemic and so forth and so on, the day I walked into my home, I walked into my backyard. I sang to my niece sobbing, saying, I know I am finally home. And that is being heart-centered. That's how I knew. I just knew. So. Um, I had something similar when I was married. We were looking up here for houses. And we were driving down. I, don't know, I can't remember the name of the, the street now. But there was these trees. It was like the evergreen trees and we were headed towards this. And I just said, I don't know, but I really feel like there's something here. And we did. We ended up buying a house there. So it's amazing. Really, our heart is our GPS, mm -hmm. our navigation center. If we really allow, our, allow ourselves, I think we have to exercise it just like any, any muscle. <laughs> we yeah. have exercise using our heart. Mm -hmm. we're, not, we're not taught that. No. Mm -mm. No. And trusting that intuition, trusting that, that voice in your head that says, this is where you need to be. Because I really do believe that if you follow that heart's voice, that heart center, that heart map, 
then all of the practical stuff will fall into place as it's supposed to, because now you're in tune. You right. Know? I really believe that. Um, so you do coaching as well. Yes. <laughs> and um, I just sense that everything you do is revolves around the same. Mm-hmm. Helping people get into their heart to navigate their lives. And um, is there anything more about, well, first of all, you were doing that before you moved. Yes. And yes. so those are two different, two different worlds you were, you had your feet in, in terms of your day job, your mm-hmm. nine to five job, which was probably with more like six to <laughs> six times. Yes. And, it, and, um, and a teaching world really, even though you may have been doing the, the admin of it, but it's just interesting. Some of the yeah. parallels that I I'm hearing you speak of, but, um, you know, you had that world and then you're doing the, the coaching mm-hmm. and astrology, actually mm-hmm. the Reiki. So do you want to, um, share any more about that? You know, it's navigating those worlds. It's interesting because if I grab one thing real quick right here, one of the things when I moved down here and I was able to have the opportunity to move more into this work full time and get away from the mainstream uh, medical education world, which is what I came from, um, I engaged the services of a marketing person who designed my logo for me. And if I can hold it up, yeah. And, oh. and water and the trees. And that was really important to me in the exploration of what my logo was going to embody and, and it's heart centered and how this, how the, the languaging works, the, your best hopes is I work from a solution focused oriented perspective. And what I mean by that is when I work with clients who are struggling or need a change in their life or want to explore their opportunities in life. You know, the first thing that we look at is instead of what is the problem, not to dismiss it, it has its place. People want to, you know, explore what it is that's creating the issue for them. But the question becomes, what do you prefer instead? What solution do you want to work toward? And in that exploration, the work that I do is I have a three-point Um, foundation that I always keep in the forefront of my mind is the conversation solution focused, of course, and does it hold the agency and the autonomy of the client? So it's not Julie saying, you know, Mary, you need to do this. And this is what your chart says. And you have to do this and journal three times a week and sit and, you know, it's what are your best hopes from our conversation together today? So you said um, agency, did you say? Agency, autonomy, and solution focus. Client agency, client autonomy, and solution focus. So it's really, um, I've heard this phrase before, and I can't remember where I heard it, and I'm not going to say it exactly right, but I'm um, tuning into it. It's, It's really about working the solution. Mm-hmm. We're finding the solution and what are the steps now that we need to, or what are the s- steps or practices or, you know, to get us there? So versus trying to solve 
the problem. Yeah. Yes. We're going to work the solution. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and it really comes from in that agency and autonomy is, is helping the client to explore their own strengths, traits, and characteristics that they already have in themselves that they may have forgotten or they no longer take notice of. They forget that heart in that process. Um, and, you know, you'll, you'll have somebody that says, for example, I want to get healthier and lose 15 pounds. You know, that's a goal. And the thing that we look at is, and if you were to have that opportunity to become healthier, what difference would it make to you? So we look at the, the quality of life aspect versus reaching a goal. And the quality of life, I would be more active with my children. I would have an opportunity to uh, play with them more. I would sleep better. I would engage with my community more because I would feel better. You know, looking at that as opposed to, well, can you cut out 10% of your sugar? You know, I mean, it's, it's using those intrinsic qualities that are really important to embody and remember that you already have to realize the goal that you may have before you. Well, and how I would, how I see it, how I, I'm gonna articulate it is, you know, we're living by our values, mm -hmm. not necessarily, so it's really living from a place of quality and values versus goals. And, and more of the quantity, if you will. Yeah. Quality mm -hmm. versus quantity. It's really, I, I think the heart, um, if we know, like I remember a coach sharing with me, you know, it's like knowing what your, know what your core values are. If you know mm -hmm. your core values and then like using a, you know, a reconcile, you know, check it. Is it, is this in alignment mm -hmm. with your values? Is this in alignment with those values of your heart is this mm -hmm. because if it's not then really we're creating a false construct we're we're not being true to ourselves yeah we're back to that discordant note yeah again. yeah absolutely truly. truly so do you find um just out of curiosity <laughs> with your clients are you getting do people so this is what I'm seeing right now is like, you have different ways people come to you. You have people who come in for Reiki, people come in for astrology, people come in for coaching. I mean, there's like a, you have these portals that they can enter. Mm -hmm. You end up finding a lot of them will traverse. They might come in for Reiki and then they're like, oh yeah, I really want to have a, an astrological reading. You know, what's really funny, the portal that seems to have been the most um, predominant is I'm in, in the coaching world, I'm involved in a, a collegial group that we um, get together, you know, weekly, and then there's other op training opportunities to keep those skills going and, you know, uh, um, network building and things like that. A number of the colleagues in that side of my world have come to me for readings. <laughs> So it's really fascinating to see how the two worlds really are coming together. And, um, and I can really see taking this into the, the business world, especially the small community business, which is really what I want to support. Because community was the other big thing for me. Whenever, wherever I ended up, I had to have a real strong sense of community. So, and, and I really feel that where I am now. 
Well, I feel that that's a calling right now. I personally feel that we're being called to really be grounded in the community. Yeah. Um, which is part of why this is also coming up because I feel we're the, the wise women, the medicine women, I think we talked about this, you know, the healers, um, the basically the midwives, doulas, the spiritual doulas are here. The wisdom keepers are being awakened. And I really feel that our communities need to know who, who, who that is. Mm-hmm. However, you're bringing those, those gifts forward. You know, it's like you get to, your soul may be bringing that in, but now in this, this human lifetime, you get to create it in whatever way. And um, I'm curious, <laughs> do you offer anything yet with, a blending of all, all three. Absolutely. Yeah. If somebody reaches out to me and wants to have a chart analysis, birth chart analysis done, then, then I can certainly um, build a coaching conversation into that. Or one of the um, services I offer is an in-depth dive on that lunar node access and the evolutionary path. And then we can have a coaching conversation about how to get to that heart center in a way that is, um, connected to the chart itself, and then also in a way that honors that agency, autonomy, and solution-focused journey. So absolutely, I can blend, yeah, yeah. And then do they often have a Reiki session with you? I do have some people that have done the distance Reiki with me right now. Um, right now in the community, it's very interesting. I've had a number of people reach out to me personally right here in my little community, and um, they just haven't quite connected all the way yet, but they're getting there, and that's okay. You know, and Reiki is an energy that is there when it's the right time for people. And that's how I see it. I just didn't know if it, um, do you ever just sense like this could be helpful in helping them integrate some of what they're receiving with the. Yeah. Yeah. If they have that stuck energy or they feel, um, like there may be some uh, biomechanical things going on in the body that's resistant to what they're trying to work through and unfold, we can do some Reiki work to clear some of that energy, clear up some chakra blockages, um, especially like in the solar plexus or the heart. Your solar plexus chakra is your energy center, your power center, the I can center. And if that's blocked, I can do some Reiki work on that so that you can feel that empowerment to move forward in that journey, in that path. So that's an example of how we can use the Reiki work. So um, out of curiosity, (laughs) any more about the stars that you want to share as far as like anything up and coming? Yeah. So in the, again, in the constellational world, so when people listen to the mainstream, they hear it differently. And, and, to be um, clear to the, the relationship between the planets, you'll hear people say, this is square that, this is conjunct that. That stays the same. What's different between the two applications is where in the sky the different approaches are saying. So for example, Mars is in retrograde. I'll explain that in a second. And in tropical, they're saying it's in Gemini, whereas constellationally, it's actually in Taurus. If you look at the sky, take one of your little apps, Skyview app, 
aim it to the sky, you'll see Mars is actually in the constellation of Taurus in the sky. What retrograde means in a nutshell is the energy of the planet is basically feeling either in reverse or um, resting, if you will. And the best metaphor for that one is if you're driving along and you're running along a railroad track and a train is moving, all of a sudden you feel like the train is going faster than you and you're moving backwards in relationship to it, that's a retrograde feel. So the orbit of the planet against Earth feels like it's in reverse because the, the way the momentum is moving, it's not literally going the opposite direction. It's just the way it's pulling away from each other. So that gives the energy um, retrograde, RE, revisit, recreate, um, reevaluate. Those are the opportunities to take the energy of that planet and revisit how it fits for you. So Mars is the planet of, it's the masculine energy, the assertion, the warrior, the aggressor, the action taker, that forward movement. But he's in retrograde right now. So let's take a step back. And in the stars of Taurus, Taurus rule your self-values, your intrinsic values. I watched your latest transmission about self-worth and those intrinsic things, but also in how can I gather material goods for myself, money, food, home, for the self. So Mars, I think, being in retrograde in Taurus, in the stars of Taurus, is saying, what do you value in yourself? And before you take any action forward, you may want to reevaluate how you see yourself in those values. And then you can, once Mars starts to move forward in January, start moving into taking those steps. The action can now move forward to cultivating those things you've rediscovered or redefined in the true self. What do I value? What is my self-worth, my self-esteem, my self-confidence, and how I gain material resources for me? So that's one example. Well, this is actually a beautiful timing of that mm-hmm. to be to it's a gift really to to do that now to revisit. I love I love the prefix. Sorry. I love Re-re-re. the term. Yes. Revisit. I love that. And um, to to do that now in these last gosh, how many is it six weeks? Oh my goodness, I can't believe the new year is gonna be here. I know. Soon. Um because it really gives us a chance to really come to a place of re a re a rebirth a refreshing of of our of our life with mm-hmm. this new year you know mm-hmm. um and to really dive in now yes is what i feel is um don't just wait three days before the january 1st to think about it right use reflection <laughs> at this time to really um, evaluate and I don't know if that's the word I want, but, um, to revisit, I like revisit what you Mm -hmm. said and to really explore it, to, to go forward in a new way. Recreate, redefine, you know? Um, and what's also interesting too is, so each of the constellations have a planet that 
rules them, that look over them, if you will. And Venus actually rules Taurus. So you've got some feminine energy of Venus who rules the stars that Mars is hanging out in. And then the other piece is Venus just moved into Scorpio. So how I envision that, Scorpio is the stars of the deep underworld, the, the Pluto rules Scorpio, the dark lord, the shadow work, the occult, the mysterious. It's also shared resources. So um, sharing of yourself, sexuality, abundance, business, that kind of thing. So what's really interesting to me, what came to my mind is we've got Venus, this beautiful divine energy coming into the stars of the shadow work. And I see that as kind of the, the medicine woman. She's coming forward to help us dig up all that stuff that we may not have looked at. And then we can use what we discover in that process to redefine how we will show ourselves in the world with that Mars and Taurus energy. I really think this is an auspicious time to work with all of that. Well, also feels like just the whole um, bringing place of acknowledging our masculine energy, our feminine energy, which we all have, mm -hmm. and how we've been in the world with those dynamics, sometimes maybe one more than the other. And can we bring it into more harmonious yeah and it's going to it's going to weave it's not like you know but can we be in a place more harmonious within ourselves and then how we show up in the world mm -hmm. um and at the same time is there's just a lot of um of, of the um you know as well as this polarity of, of going into the darkness and this is becoming the darkest time of the year to go. I was just saying to the other day, it reminded me of you. It's like, I actually can't wait till the winter solstice. because I, <laughs> I'm on the other point, side of yep. this point. Let's go <laughs> so we can get to the other side. Um, and again, it's that same playing out in so many different, different ways and different themes and just being able to um, really, dive into being being vulnerable you know being going deeper into vulnerability to to resurface re to see what we need to see reclaim what we need to reclaim um, revisit and recreate yeah and scorpio helps with that with venus there and and it's it's a reminder as we go in that process to be kind to ourselves you know, and it's not a time to be self-critical. It's to be um, self-exploration um, and, and just redefine how we might have a relationship with ourselves too. And that Venus energy is that, that loving mother, nurturing, receptive energy. Be kind to yourself as you discover these things. Well, and I love how you, you mentioned that, you know, the medicine woman. And mm -hmm. because we can we can be that for ourselves right but we can also seek out those and it doesn't always have to be a, a woman i mean there can be the medicine men <laughs> if you yeah. will that archetype um in in the community you know yeah. and absolutely and that's the beauty of um so i'm just going to mention so years ago i was part of what i felt with this feminine force was 
I was seeing this light like and points of light and circles being created. Um, this also came up with in a chiropractic after a chiropractic um, mission trip too, but I also saw it with, with women and what we were doing. And I feel like, I feel like that's what you're, you know, we've had this connection mm-hmm. and, um, and I believe people do come into our lives for various re- reasons and you have a similar um, purpose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're doing that in your community and mm-hmm. I am just so grateful to to witness and to see how you're bringing your your wisdom, your medicine, your your gifts um, from your your soul journey as well as this this human journey. Well, the soul awakening. I mean, yeah. the soul journeys through many lifetimes. And right. Right. It's really, so yeah. is there? Any, you know, I was going to say, in harnessing that that feminine energy, and as you were saying too, it doesn't necessarily mean man, woman. It's that nurturing feminine, divine feminine energy of the the receptive uh, surrender energy, if you will. But also I see it as we're we're realigning away from all the structure and all the do, do, do. And we're bringing in more of this integrative medicine energy work and the work that you do and the work that I do. We're tuning into the people we're tuning into their energy and we're helping them reclaim that as opposed to just popping a pill or doing something that doesn't align with what their energy needs at that time to getting back to some of these indigenous integrative practices that we've lost. And we all have something in us, I think that connects to that. And the stars do that. Reiki does that. The chiropractic work does that. I, I think we are at that precipice of bringing this all back into our community in some way. And I think that's that nurturing divine feminine energy coming in. Well, and it brings me back to um, just philosophy. Mm-hmm. So, so in chiropractic, it's, it, it's based on science and art and a, and a philosophy. And, and that philosophy is that there is a universal intelligence in all things it holds it together and gives it its you know actions and how it ends up manifesting and that is within us as innate intelligence and that is the perfection that is what is truly divine and as my mentor Arnos is is has shared with it, what is right within us and unfortunately in our I, I'm just gonna say many, many cultures were not taught that right again it's back to fix it what's the problem fix it versus solution oriented no you're perfect you're divine we just need to find where the interference is right where you know so um and then support you in doing that yes yes because, I think that's huge. Yeah, and you are the one that heals yourself. Mm-hmm. You are the one. We're just who you know supporting your journey, maybe giving you an opportunity to see something differently. Mm-hmm. Even even if people go down a medical pathway, and there's there's times when that is necessary. Yeah. Don't, you know, um, 
so I used to work in cardiac rehab. And so, you know, one of the things is even if you had to have bypass surgery, they remove the interference, which is the blockage. Right. They do all this amazing things, but the body has to heal afterwards. It's the body's innate wisdom that's going to create and bring that tissue back together, Mm -hmm. you know, to create the scar that needs to be there. But also you're going to have to do the healing because there's more to it than just the physical. There's a lot going on emotionally, mm-hmm. mentally, and spiritually that happens. Yes, absolutely. And, so. and I see it kind of as back to the note again, it's, is we're, if you imagine a guitar string and you're tuning that guitar string, we're the ones helping to turn the key so that that note comes into tune. Those of us that do this work in collaboration partnership with those we serve. It is a collaboration. It's not, I'm the expert on Mary and what she needs to do. It's I'm a collaborator with Mary to help her tune that string to the note she's meant to sing. And that's huge. Exactly. It's, it's really, um, we, we come into, I think, co-communion, you know, and, and the, you know, when we talk about community, um, I don't know why this may not, it may not dovetail, but I'm trying to, it's just popping into my head. You know, I, I hear the word compassion mm-hmm. and compassion to me is breaking it down into community and passion. Yes. We're getting back to that place of supporting each other in our community. And in doing that, I believe we also do that. The wise woman, the medicine woman, the healers, we bring that to the table, not just for the individual, but it's also for, for the collective. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our community. It's interesting because I've written a couple of blogs, uh, one about what, how do you define community? Because that can be defined in so many ways. And then the following my heart map, talking about my journey down here. And it, again, community and, you know, the sunshine warmth was a more practical thing, but that also tunes my energy, but the community was huge. And I, I, that has just been such a prevailing theme for me, you know, supporting my community, supporting my small businesses here, supporting the people who live in my immediate vicinity, but I also have a cyber community. So how do I support that community too? Because that those people are very much a part of my life in my community in a way that I want to support that. So so it's really a, a beautiful thing that we have in terms of um sorry there's some sirens on <laughs> there's some the beauty that we have and I think it's um invaluable in my in my lens in my perception you know um I'm just getting this analogy right so you can look out into the world. But we also can look into the microcosm. You know, we can look through a microscope, but we also can look through at the sky and look through a telescope. So we can look at the small and large. And the same thing is the beautiful opportunity that we have now is, I believe if we don't misuse it, that's just my sense mm-hmm. of this, is to be in our community, being hands-on, face-to-face, heart to heart in person, although telepathically and energetically, we can be with people in other parts of the world and we can use the internet to connect (laughs) face to face, heart to heart. So we have that ability 
to, and this just makes me think of you, of being able to connect to the stars, to this bigger universal realm with people as well as in person. And really it's our heart. You know, granted we have the technology, um, although I think more and more we're gonna be able to communicate with less of that. Yes, <laughs> I think so too. But um, it's it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And to be, and again, it kind of goes back to the, um, I don't know how to use philosophy, but it's the same construct, mm-hmm. the same construct of um, the microcosm, the macrocosm, being in person and being out in the world, you know, following like where your footsteps were and listening to your heart and also using the guidance of the stars for your journey. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. And we've heard that expression, the heart is the home, you know, and, and even when we, when you were talking about the, the big community and the smaller community, I kept just seeing a heart right in the center of it. It's like the beacon that draws everybody to it. Well, years ago, I was shown that um, most important thing was to connect into my heart and it was going to be than the people around that. So at the time I was seeing myself with a partner, mm-hmm. like that was the, mo- the most central. And then it becomes the next circle, you know, mm-hmm. which, which was, I was seeing like my daughter and, you know, if there was mm-hmm. pets, or, you know, in the household. And, and then the next circle might be your extended family. And then the next, you right. know, your friends and, and it just goes on and on and on. But the center is, really us and that could have simply been a metaphor for the divine masculine divine feminine in me yeah yeah well and if you look at the seven chakra system what's the center chakra the heart your heart and um yeah there's there's much we could talk about (laughs) oh my goodness now it's funny because it's 111 my time oh well that's perfect how divine perfect so yes. is there anything more you feel um, you wish to elaborate, to share, to, to um, leave us with a pearl or 10? <laughs> Not we don't have time for 10, but. Well, um, you know, I think using the, the business, you know, concept that I have with the coaching, but it's also the heart concept. And when we move through our processes, Maybe ask ourselves, what are my best hopes from this situation today, this conversation today, this client encounter today? You know, if we approach these circumstances with that in the forefront of our mind, especially if it's something we've got a little bit of trepidation about, then I think it instead of focusing on the part that gives us the fear and the trepidation, we're focusing on that movement toward the thing we really want to experience. You know, and I have found in my own life that when I have declared to the universe, this is what this is, you know, I don't give a detailed list, but basically it's like these are the things that Mm -hmm. I really need for the in this situation, or this is what I'm looking for. This is my best hope for this situation, or better, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and really and really honing owning that. I believe it comes, I believe if we are truly clear and anchored in that, in heart, in our heart, in our love, and it 
serves the highest and best. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Yes. So people can reach you. Is there anything else? Otherwise, I would like for people to know how they can reach you. Um, the best thing to do is go to my website, yourbesthopeswc.com. Um, one of the things I do offer is a, a 15 minute consultation for no uh, charge. It's complimentary. And the 15 minutes is mushy <laughs> um, because if people don't know exactly what it is that they uh, need in terms of services, I'm happy to explore that together because again, I want to help you fulfill your best hopes and take the journey that fulfills what you need. And if it's a way I can connect with you, I'm happy to explore that to determine what is the best way. So that is the best way to reach me. Although you are on YouTube, you are on, you have um, accounts on Instagram. Yep. Yep, Facebook. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, and they're all on my on my webpage. If you just go straight to my webpage, you can connect to me on my socials that way. That's the best way to do it. You can find, you can go to the website and you will find the portal. The portal, <laughs> yes, yes, the, the portal that place. speaks to you. I am yeah. not on TikTok. I have no plans to go on TikTok. Sorry, younger generation, but you know, there's only so much somebody can do. So Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube are the primaries. So this, um, I just want to add one last little note. So your anniversary is coming up. Uh, when I moved, yes, yes. December 4th, 2022, December. it'll be two years since I set foot in my new home. And yes. ironically, numerologically, I'm also in a two year. So. Right. So this is planning to be, I'm just going to, even though we're doing this on what's today, the 17th, we're planning to have this aired in honor of your anniversary. Yay, December 4th. And, you know, may the two become a way to see partnerships with our community, partnership with our own heart, divine masculine partnership, however you view that two coming together. May the energy of that number be your best hopes. Your best hopes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Julie. Thank you. I just ask, um, I just ask for a blessing yeah. that this will serve the highest and best for those who are ready to receive okay. and those who are called and will find you and that um, it will continue to unfold more beautifully than we possibly could imagine. So thank you from my heart to yours for taking your precious time and energy to join me today in the sacred space. Receive the soul wisdom of the white rose and to drink from the jasmine tea, the tea of life in our human experience. Blending and weaving both for our growth, for evolution, not only for our own soul, but to also support and activate those around us and to uplift humanity. So if this has served you and you wish to receive more, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram, as well as on YouTube, my YouTube channel, Way of the Feminine Force, where there are more meditations as well as messages and musings that you can listen to and support your journey.